Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for From the Short Grass with Trey Shap, a golf podcast for those who love golf, struggle with golf, and just like to enjoy the outdoors and fellowship with friends all while chasing a ball around trying to put it in a four and a quarter inch diameter hole. From the Short Grass is brought to you by Blackman Auctions. For over 80 years, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. And by Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels. We partner with you to deliver high yield results by managing, developing, and investing in top quality hospitality assets. And now, From the Short Grass, here is your host, Trey Shap. Welcome back to another edition of From the Short Grass. I am your host, Trey Shap. Glad you are with us. A quick look at the 2022 FedEx Cup season standings. Hideki Matsuyama is in first place, followed by Taylor Gooch and Sunjay M. Sam Burns is in fourth. Cameron Smith, fifth. Victor Hovland, sixth. Hudson Swafford made the biggest move after last weekend's tournament, going from 123 all the way up to number seven with the win at the American Express. Tory Pines is this week, and it will be interesting to see who comes out on top in California. Blackman Auctions, since 1938, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. Check out their website for their next upcoming auction. We're back after this with Wynn Norwood. With all the decisions you need to make about what to do in El Dorado, finding a place to stay is an easy one. The Haywood is uniquely positioned to make your stay one to treasure. Located in the historic Union Square district of El Dorado, the Haywood offers luxurious accommodations that feature contemporary, colorful rooms with high-quality bedding. Comfortable baths with walk-in showers and a spacious workspace with stylish plantation shutters that are unique additions to the stunning decor in a non-smoking environment. Make the Haywood, your home away from home the next time you visit El Dorado. This is Thomas Blackman of Blackman Auctions. Trey asked me to sponsor a show for another few months. Even though I don't like golf, I do like a show. I have no idea how he gets the awesome variety of guests on his show, but it is entertaining and informative even for a horrible golfer like myself. I'm learning a lot about the game and about the passion for playing. So much so, I've started using my country club for more than Sunday brunch. Trey makes golf interesting. I make auctions interesting. For auctions, listen to me. For golf, listen to Trey. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman auctions. On the tee, Win Norwood. Win Norwood, thanks for joining me on From the Short Grass. You're looking good. Retirement must be treating you well. Well, I got few ailments, but uh, for my age, I'm still getting around. And you're still able to play golf, a game you love. Oh, yeah. I I keep at it. <laughs> I fight it like everybody. Yeah. When did you first pick up a golf club? The first time I actually picked up a golf club, uh, I was probably about 15 years old, and I was visiting my cousins in Mariana, and they didn't care for golf, but m- my uncle did, and he took me out to 
play a couple of times uh, if you want to call it playing that that was it and, but really uh college is when i took it up and became one of the best amateurs in the state <laughs> well uh it was a slow process to take place i promise you what what was that process like for you well I went to college to play football and spent four, well, five, four and a half years at Tech, Arkansas Tech. And uh, to this day, football is my favorite sport. I love it still. But after my first year of college, the athletic director at the time was John Tucker, who's probably one of the most famous figures at Arkansas Tech. He was the athletic director at the time, and he came over to the dorm and said, uh, next spring you're going to play golf. On, we're starting a golf team and i said uh, coach i don't even play golf <laughs> and he says well you know enough about the other sports you'll figure it out wow and that's really how i got started you were the longtime golf coach at little rock mm-hmm. ualr back in the day it's little rock now when did you decide that i want to make golf a career i don't know if i ever decided to make golf a career i uh I loved playing golf. I loved the competition of golf. Probably improved to the level to compete on a uh, at the level that I was able to compete at when I was in the service. After uh, my last couple of years, I was stationed in San Diego and got some uh, really good help from a teacher out there. And uh, when I came back to Arkansas, I wanted to compete. So I did, and I was in the insurance business, which allowed me the opportunity. Really and truly, as far as getting into the coaching, that was sheer accident. Uh, Really? It was. ULR, I still call it ULR. (laughs) A lot of people do. Yeah. They had dropped their golf program in, uh, I believe it was 1985, 86, right in there, mid-80s. I happened to be president of the State Golf Association at the time. I had no connection to ULR whatsoever. I did not go to school there. Uh, I played against them. They had a good golf program when I was in college. But I did sit down and write a letter to both the athletic director and the chancellor at the time and just asking them to reconsider because of golf, the game in general, and what it carried after college what it carried for the rest of your life. Didn't hear anything back (laughs) and obviously didn't make much of an impact because uh, they went ahead, dropped the golf program, and uh, it was a pretty good golfer on that team at the time by the name of Wes McNulty. And uh, so uh, anyway, I I just continued, uh, never thought, gave it another thought, it was probably late 1990. I got a phone call at my office. I, like I said, I was in the insurance business full time then. I got a call. It was the chancellor at UALR. He said, We owe you an apology. He said, You wrote us a letter. And he said, You were right and we were wrong. Not only did we not do probably what was right and continue the program, but we, uh, we uh, never even responded to your letter. <laughs> and I said, well, that's no, no, no hard feelings. And, uh, but uh, he said they were going to start up a golf program again and asked me if I'd help get it 
started because the athletic director, they had a new athletic director at the time, and he was not well-versed in golf, per se, and they just really wanted my opinions on some things to help get it started. When everything was all said and done and set up and ready to go, they said, well, how about coaching? And I said, no, that wasn't what I was. I, I had no intention to coach I was going to say, you know, did you have any thought of the back of your mind None. that they were going to come to you None. after all of that and say, well, you're going to be the coach? Never even dreamed of it. Wow. And uh, they were persistent. And they said, just give it a year. I, uh, I gave it a year that turned into – 20 plus <laughs> i was gonna say a long time yeah it sure did and uh but uh 20 great years i'll enjoy every minute of it little rock and golf you have to have when you have a program you have to have great facilities not only to practice but to also play and hone the craft mm-hmm. if you will mm-hmm. you don't have a gym no nope. every course is different that's right so you're lucky in the fact that you have several courses around the city that would allow you to bring the team out, practice, and play. Well, that was the very first thing I did is when they asked me, uh, I kind of outlined a plan. And my first plan was to go to each and every one of the golf courses uh, in the community and uh, get their support. And uh, I did. And I got every one of them support. There wasn't a private or public that, that backed down. It, it was actually easier to get the privates than it was the publics because of uh, you don't have to go through the red tape right. that you would as much in a public uh, facility. But uh, as it turned out, people didn't realize what great golf courses we have here in central Arkansas. To this day, there's still, I mean, we had the NCAA regional here, and they were blown away by Pleasant Valley. And I took a number of the coaches out to Chennault, and then they wanted to come play in our college tournament. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, we've got the Elotion. Warren has been very accommodating to the university. It's a golf program out there, and uh, it's been a great relationship uh, started when i was there but he's continued it steven's family has been so much to this community and in so many different things and sports being one of them and certainly golf and their connection to golf all the way back to augusta you were not a bad player yourself (laughs) well (laughs) you've won several several players of the year amateur titles and you're in several halls of fame arkansas sports hall of fame Arkansas State Golf Association Hall of Fame, Little Rock Athletic Hall of Fame. And the last time the Southern Amateur was in the state of Arkansas, the Southern Golf Association surprised you and inducted you into their Hall of Fame, which might be the toughest of all the ones that you're in to get in. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I mean, it's, it's, I've been very fortunate. I, I don't know what to say in that respect other than uh, I'm speechless sometimes about the honors that I have received. And, uh, you know, I, yeah, I was I was a good player as an amateur. I played in a lot of national championships. 
uh, I earned it. I worked hard. I practiced. Uh, uh, I did all the things. Uh, played in a couple of professional tournaments as an amateur. And uh, uh, but what I got in in given back to me is just beyond belief for me and uh, i'm very very honored and very humbled by it. so what are you doing now well i try to keep busy <laughs> <laughs> i still play golf play with the group of guys that uh i'm one of the oldest ones in the group uh but uh i play out at chanel country club uh, in the summer i play about three days a week uh, i'll go out and chip and putt a little bit in the afternoons some if i'm not playing or even the days that i do play so i love golf i mean I, there's no doubt i'm going to continue to to always be involved with golf as long as health will allow me to i had an insurance business i never let my insurance license go uh I have uh, still be involved with that. With I don't work hard at it by any stretch mm-hmm. of the imagination, but uh, uh, a lot of old clients I still have. Uh, I do Medicare insurance uh, to help take care of, you know, when you turn 65, people start calling you and asking you questions cause the, about Medicare because they knew I was in the insurance business, might know some answers. So, so I went ahead and got my license to do that. So I stay uh, involved with that. I uh, I try to keep as much involved with golf, uh, especially college golf and major amateur tournaments. Mm-hmm. Uh, I served uh, on the United States Golf Association uh, Committee as a head of regional affairs for this area for 10 years. Uh, I finally gave that up. Uh, I still serve on the Southern Golf Association board. Uh, not in. Uh, I try to not get in too big of a capacity. I just uh, enjoy going to the events and I officiate the mm-hmm. events. Uh, Arkansas State Golf Association. I still serve on their board. Uh, again, try to stay in the background as much as possible. More advisory stuff than anything. But uh, through my continuous involvement there i have become more involved in officiating uh, i do the sec golf championship have for the last six years and uh, uh been officiating there uh I did, i've done the ohio valley valley conference uh done the sunbelt one year uh, i have uh, do i still do a number of the western amateur the mm-hmm. southern amateur so i stay involved there uh, uh, i work camps for some of the colleges the air force academy had me out for about six summers after i retired and my wife also went with me on some of those and uh, i've uh, done clinics uh, i used to go to venezuela before things turned politically sour down yeah. there uh, and, um, so I was, uh, I was trying to stay involved as much as I can. What did it mean to you to see Little Rock have the success that it did last spring and making it 
to the NCAA championships? Well, I was tickled to death, but I saw it coming. Uh, Jake Harrington does a great job, great job. He uh, He's uh, very involved in recruiting. He is uh, does a great job of recruiting, and that's what it's all about. Uh, and he's got Patrick Sullivan helping him now, one of the best players ever played for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick is what – I don't think I ever saw – I had a player that played for me that put in the effort in, of preparation that Patrick did. And now he's trying to show some of these young kids uh, at ULR, and he's uh, helped Jake a lot. I think uh, he's really helped him in the management of, of their game as well as their golf swing. Jake's done a great job. I saw it coming. I, I, I told him uh, – couple of years ago i said you've got the talent to win the conference and go a lot further than that he did and and he'll continue to do it i mean he's got uh, a level of uh, players out there that are their world rank they are they, they are. are and they're playing well um you have a nickname <laughs> who gave it? Who gave, well the one i'm thinking of i hear mr fox say it a lot oh, poofer everybody calls me poofer on the where, golf links where did you get it and how did it come about well i was never known for my length it's funny now that uh i'm at 70 almost 77 years of age I actually hit it further in relationship to the guys now that I used to play with. So I'm one of the longer players now, but uh, it's because I guess I'm a little maintain my health. No, back then uh, I was uh, better known for my short game than I was my uh, ball striking. But poofer was uh, because I just kind of poofed it out there. Okay. And, uh, I think Steve McElhannon hung the name on me, and it stuck. It's and tough. that's that was my name for for just about all of my career in Arkansas of golf. Best golf course you've ever played. You've traveled the world. Yeah, with I've this been game. very fortunate. I have played. A, it's it's always been since the first time I ever played it, and it's never changed. Pine Valley in Clementon, New Jersey, and uh, it's it's just special i've been able to i got invited to play in the crump cup up there a number of years uh back when i was competing on a national level and it's 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 just not only a great golf course a great atmosphere Mm -hmm. and uh, it's it's the best that i've ever played fantasy foursome living or has passed on who would be in your fantasy foursome oh gosh i've been asked that question a lot and uh it's you know i i'd almost have to have a fantasy 40th 40 (laughs) i mean there's so many people my favorite golfer of all time was arnold palmer Mm -hmm. and i did get to play with arnold we had the southern a couple of times at bay hill and the in fact the very first time the first meeting i ever went to with the southern golf association was at bay hill and that's the chance i got to play with him and uh that was just you know i was on cloud nine the whole time never came down i bet and uh uh but uh 
Um, I, you know, I love playing golf with my son. Uh, I got so many friends that, that, uh, uh, I got a guy that I played with in the military whose son played the tour and became a great player. Mike Riley was my friend and Chris Riley was his son. Mm-hmm. Mike and I became very close. Mike probably helped me as much in golf as anybody. I, I played on the same team with him in the service and I played with him over a year and never beat him once. He wow. was like, he was a fantastic player. Wow. And, uh, uh, but he helped me really improve my game. Um, oh gosh, I enjoy playing with Kim Bacchus. <laughs> Nobody else does. <laughs> uh, but I, oh, I wow. no, I played a lot with him. Um, you know, I, I, there's guys I used to play with that, that don't play golf. Some of them aren't even around anymore. Uh, um, I, I, I always enjoyed playing with Ed Harris. He made me calm down and just watch him swing. Mm-hmm. He was so, I mean, he was just, he, he had, he, he had the swing of, uh, Ernie Els. To, that's who I would compare him to. And it, it would calm you down have a calming effect to me to play with him. Uh, he was good. He was hard to beat. <laughs> right. Uh, I love playing with Ron Richard. He was the best player in my era. Uh, From Fort Smith. Still, yeah. Ron Ron was, uh, he was so competitive. I mean, he always wore his little Ben Hogan hat and the whole thing. And, and uh, He'd go out there and he, keep, he kick was, your butt, too. He was good. Yeah. He was really good. You know, and when I beat Ron, I felt like I really had a, did something good. There's nobody more enjoyable to play with than Lewis Lee. Lewis yeah. Lee is a gentleman's gentleman, and the swing—it's just if if you want to see a great swing, just watch Lewis Lee. Uh, people used to ask me; they'd say, "You've played with Stan Lee and Lewis Lee, two of the greatest players in Arkansas." And uh, I'd, uh, what's what's the difference? And uh, why did Stan make it on the tour and Lewis didn't? And I said, well, if you watch their swings, you'd think Lewis would be the one to make it and Stan would be the one that would be struggling. The way I answered that question, if you, if you play in Stan and it's match play and he's got you uh, eight down at the turn, he wants to beat you 10 and eight mm-hmm. is what he wants to beat you. Yes, he does. If Lewis has you one down, going into 18 he just wants to beat you one down and let's go in and sit down and have a drink and really and talk about it and have a good time stan was great when the match was over but he was going to kill you on the course and wanted <laughs> to stomp you and 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 uh, lewis just wanted to be your friend and uh he wanted to beat you don't get me wrong yeah. i mean we all but he was that way but I think back of who I got to play with that are now really good players. Uh, one summer, I got paired three tournaments in a row with the Davis Love the Third. Oh wow! And uh, you know what? A, what are you? Yeah. He was young. He was in college. Yeah, then. became uh, a Ryder Cup captain. Oh, uh, he's he's and he's 
was one of the nicest guys in the world to play with, enjoyable. But, uh, you know, Arkansas has got so many good players that, that uh, uh, there's, there's more than just John Daly and, and, and uh, uh, Ken Duke. Uh, there's, there's, it goes R.H. Sykes. I remember R.H. He was, he was ahead of my time, but he was great. Miller Barber. You know, great player. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did get to, you know, play with him or know him enough to to uh, really get some good advice. Coach, thanks so much. I thank you for having me. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels, one of our great sponsors of From the Shortgrass. If you're going up to Northwest Arkansas for a Razorback baseball game this spring, stay at the Staybridge right across the street from Baumwalker Stadium. They are one of the fine hotels in the Beachwood Pinnacle Hotel group. We're back after this. This is Thomas Blackman of Blackman Auctions. Trey asked me to sponsor a show for another few months. Even though I don't like golf, I do like his show. I have no idea how he gets the awesome variety of guests on his show, but it is entertaining and informative even for a horrible golfer like myself. I'm learning a lot about the game and about the passion for playing. So much so, I've started using my country club for more than Sunday brunch. Trey makes golf interesting. I make auctions interesting. For auctions, listen to me. For golf, listen to Trey. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. With all the decisions you need to make about what to do in El Dorado, finding a place to stay is an easy one. The Haywood is uniquely positioned to make your stay one to treasure. Located in the historic Union Square district of El Dorado, the Haywood offers luxurious accommodations that feature contemporary, colorful rooms with high-quality bedding. Comfortable baths with walk-in showers and a spacious workspace with stylish plantation shutters that are unique additions to the stunning decor in a non-smoking environment. Make the Haywood your home away from home the next time you visit El Dorado. On the tee with our weekly rules segment, Adam Carney. Adam, this comes in to from the short grass at gmail.com from William over in Lone Oak. He asks, in match play, when can opponent concede a hole? Easy. Anytime. Anytime. You can concede it at any time. Let's say you and I are playing a match and we're we're playing and I'm down to one golf ball. Mm-hmm. And we come to the 17th hole and I'm two up. I'm like, all right, I got one golf ball here, and you got to hit it over this water. I got to hit it over the water. There's water left. There's, I mean, if I lose this golf ball, I'm in trouble. And I'd say, hey Trey, I'm just going to concede this hole. Let's go to 18. I'm going to go to 18, one up. That's perfectly fine under the rules of golf. What you can't do as a match to decide to have a hole because neither one of you want to play the hole. <laughs> a difficult hole. Neither one Correct. of us want to try and see what we do on this. Right. One. So at you know at any time I I can concede a hole. So you know we can we can finish a hole and we're walking to the next one. I'm like, hey, you know what? I just don't for whatever reason I don't want to play this hole. I'm just going to give him this hole. You can do that. Now what about you're down to one golf ball? Mm-hmm. If we're both playing the same ball and the one ball rule is in effect, mm-hmm. if you tell me, hey, I'm going to concede this hole. And let's go to the next because I only have one ball left. Mm-hmm. What if I say, well, I don't want you to. Here's a ball, so now you have two. That's really nice of you. I know. But the problem is you, I've already, You've already conceded, conceded the hole. And a concession cannot be rescinded or withdrawn. If I said to you, oh, I've got one golf ball left and we got two holes to play. And you said, hey, I'm playing a Titleist Pro V1X golf ball, same as you. Here's an extra ball. Cool. Not a problem. No issue. No issue at all. Um, if I say, well, hey, I'm going to concede this hole because I'm down to one ball and 
<laughs> I don't want to hit it in the water and matches over because I think I can still beat you on 18, one up. And you say, hey, no, no, don't, don't do that. We're playing the same ball here. Here's a couple Pro V1Xs here. Got plenty of them. Doesn't matter. I've already made a statement that says I'm going to concede this hole. So I've conceded it. And you can't, as my opponent, say, hey, I don't accept your concession and I can't rescind or withdraw it because I've already made it. Same thing would hold true on a stroke once I concede it. You know, let's say you're you hit a shot up there by the hole and it stops, you know, a foot from the hole, or at least I think it stopped a foot from the hole. And I say, ah, that's good. And all of a sudden, well, maybe it hasn't stopped and it just starts rolling down the hill and rolls off the front of the green. I've already conceded it. So under those circumstances, you know, a concession can't be rescinded or withdrawn. And we've also seen, too, where in match play sometimes, and they kind of got um, a player from the state of Arkansas where she hits a putt, and it's very, very close, but then she goes to dr- draw it back. She thought that it had already been conceded, and it was not conceded, that yeah. stroke. So that was U.S. Junior Am uh, Elizabeth Moon, I believe. Yes. Um, semifinal? I believe I so. so. Tough situation. She assumed under the circumstances and she missed a a short putt assumed either that the next one was good or that maybe she'd lost a hole and it didn't matter i I, i'm not exactly sure i I, obviously it was not the putt that was left was to have the hole i remember back in the old decisions book i mean there was like almost three pages on what constituted a concession right what what's the actual verbiage that is a thumbs up or is it yeah come on we're going to the next hole what, uh, you know, thumb, what, what is it? Thumbs up. I don't think you could say that's a concession. I think you say, yeah, let's go, then, and we're going to the next hole. Yeah, I think that that could fairly be con- conceived. The best thing to, to be say is that's good. Yeah. Or pick, pick it, it up. up. Pick it up. Yeah. Or, you know, if the putt was for four and you say nice, that's good four, whatever. How come I never yeah. heard that from you? Well, because I've seen you putt. <laughs> <laughs> He's Adam Carney. He might not be doing this much longer. Uh, but if you have a question on the rules of golf, no, he will. Thank goodness. Email us from the shortgrass at gmail.com. Remember to always fix your ball mark on the green and a couple of more. And I hope to see you next time from the shortgrass. You've been listening to From the Shortgrass, a weekly podcast dedicated to the game of golf. This has been a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network.